Hello and welcome to You're Dead to Me. I'm Fraser Ruddick and today's guest, I did not need to search very far. All I needed to do was burst into the bathroom right here and pull her out. Welcome to the show, Naomi. <laughs> Hi Fraser, how are you going? I'm well, how are you? Good, thank you. Today I have not been dragged from the bathroom, which is good to, good to know. Yeah, well that, that's good. I mean, now now like you're, you're going to hold your hands up to the door and you're not going to let any, anyone anyone come in ever? Yeah. Uh, or you'll I just hold it in. You'll hold it in forever. Well, or, or either that or I could do something totally normal, like put a massive sign on the door that says, in our house, please knock. Nobody, nobody would read it though. That's still bursting. There's still a risk. I think we just need a lock on the door. I think that's the way to go, a lock. Quite possibly. How are your DIY skills? Yeah, it's never going to happen. Never going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I feel like with you, there might be a hole in the door after two hours, but not a lot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to anyone who doesn't understand what the hell we're talking about, so uh, on the 100th episode, uh, probably towards the end, uh, because it was quite a long episode, maybe nobody listened to the entire thing. And if you didn't, what the hell are you doing here today? Uh, but um, Naomi was uh, not part of the show, however, was pulled into the show because towards the end of the episode, Sophia uh, left the podcast to go to the toilet and upon opening the door, <laughs> discovered you in there. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, now, now talk me through how that actually happened because we were we just continued on because there was four, four hosts at the time and we just continued on with the show. And might I say, this was actually a lesson to the co-hosts. You don't get up and go to the toilet in, in a podcast. <laughs> like, they had never done it before. And I guess it's because we had beer. But once one of them went up, the other, uh, the other one started going up. Actually, myself and Mitch, we never got up once because we, we held it in a... Uh, you know, I think it became a bit of a competition. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Sophia's go- gone out and we hear a bit of a bit of commotion. And then we realized, uh-oh, you've, uh, you were working in the other room, completely well, I, separate I, I job. I think the thing is that I was working in the other room and I was trying to be respectful of this 100th episode. And yeah. so having sort of taken myself off to the bathroom just before all your co-hosts arrived, right. this was now approaching the two-hour mark. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd had quite a bit of tea. So I needed to go again. So I'd been holding in as well. Yeah, I was gonna. So, I was gonna say that because to be respectful, I mean, you would be trying to hold it in, but it was such a long episode. You were probably sitting in there like, oh boy, yeah, oh I gotta go. Oh, I, I, was I, gotta wait, go. I was waiting for that wrap up for that uh, Twitter handle call out, and, and it <laughs> didn't come. So it's like, I, so I sort of got myself up, crept out as silently as possible, yeah. closed the bathroom door with as little noise as possible. And, and sort of went about my business. And then all of a sudden, I hear a voice approaching the bathroom and, and I try and do the call out, but not too loud because I don't want to oh, you disturb don't want it to come the up podcast. on the audio, yeah, yeah. So I tried to do the whole like, oh, no, this is engaged, sorry. Oh. Not actually, no. So you knew it was coming. You're in there. You're sitting on the toilet. No, okay, and, uh, not quite. So <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's become a misconception that I was still sitting on the toilet we by the time assumed. Sophia we burst assumed. in. Well, look, I, I did do a bit of a sort of high-pitched shriek of the, you burst on in, me, in on me. Oh, you did a shriek. There was a shriek. Was a little, the well, scream. Oh, I'm the, not sure it was a scream. You, you, you know, if you do a shriek, that's going to gonna make the person who bursts in so much more embarrassed than they would be. I don't know. Actually, what do you think is worse? Do you think it's worse? for the person to do a shriek or just to look at look at you and just be like, oh, just a minute, I'll be done well, soon. Okay, just, just backtracking a little bit. So yeah. Sophia burst in on me as I, I had vacated the toilet seat. Right. The toilet had Pen, not... P- pants up? Pants were up, but the fly Ooh. was not quite completely yeah. done. So I was in the process of getting my pants back on. In, in a panic? 
Well, <laughs> yes, in, in many ways. But I had not flushed the toilet. So oh. in some ways I wanted her to not come any further into the room. Right. So that she didn't... <laughs> so, I don't know. It, the, one's contents of one's toilet bowl is, is kind of... That's your own... What, what did you think? Yeah, but what, that doesn't really matter because was, was the lid closed? No. Oh. Not yet. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Okay. So you were fo- so focused on your zip, you didn't yes. have time to do it. But what you could have just uh, done, just been like, boom, slap it down, hand, handshake, nice to meet you. <laughs> you, could okay. have, well, you could have had a whole system here. You could have had a whole system. I'm not sort of one to systematize something that usually doesn't happen. That's home. true. I mean, you were really put on the spot with I that really one. Was put You're on like, the spot. Oh. But the thing was that instead of sort of stepping backwards and out of the situation, Sophia's first move was to sort of move forward into the situation and offer me a handshake. Now, firstly, I had definitely not yet washed my hands. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not a handshaking area, the toilet. No, it's really not. So, so I backed away from the handshake. Right. Also, that was the first time I've been offered a, a handshake since about yeah. March. Yeah, yeah, So, so even, even the prospect of a handshake with someone I didn't, hadn't actually met before right. in a bathroom situation was not a great one. So in some <laughs> ways, I felt like I was just pushing her out the door and being like, let's talk about this when I've washed my hands. Now, did you feel rude when you rejected the handshake? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But I also felt like it was it was not a, an appropriate. Oh, it was for absolutely not. And and she she probably panicked. She's like, ah, oh, what do I do? I mean, yes. no, normally people would just be like, oh, 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 and and you know, shut the door and run out and contemplate like, oh God, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to drink tonight. Oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> uh, but so she's she's gone like, all right, uh, this is it's time to meet. Hey, hey nice to meet you. <laughs> now. But the thing was, I don't think she came straight back here because I heard you guys sort of talking, sort of uh, giggling. So did, once you had finished, did you open the door and she's just standing there staring at you? She was still there? She still needed to pee. Well, <laughs> if I burst in on someone, right, and had that awkward altercation, I would come back to the table. Well, but I the would... table knows there's been an awkward. Oh, we knew. We knew so, something was I mean, going she, on. She was between a rock and a hard place. She was between <laughs> having an awkward conversation with me. Yeah, well, at least we could share the awkwardness it. experience or being laughed at by you guys <laughs> well, who'd all had a few beers. Ultimately, we, we, we did end up laughing at her anyway. We, that, was, that was inevitable. Yes, but so. at least she could sort of move me back into being laughed at so we could be communally <laughs> laughed at together. No, I think she actually took the lesser of two evils. Right. There. But so you opened the... You, you're like, Ooh, oh god okay that was awkward but don't worry i'll just wash those hands and i'm going out there for a handshake or yeah basically <laughs> so you open the door and she's still standing there just like ah sorry about that that was yeah. awkward i didn't realize and then i sort of had to, to be this like oh it's okay no yeah. worries like yeah now not, not the end of the world you, you said that when she you could tell she was a- approaching and you started to sort of give a bit of her like ah, i'm in here yes. i'm going pee pee um now, did you did you know, like, was there a point where you're like, this isn't working? <laughs> yes, unfortunately, it was when the door was definitely half open. <laughs> but what could, didn't you think at that point, that's when you're like, hey, 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 like you could have spoken well, a little louder bit or you, you were still trying to respect the podcast? No, I think by that time I was definitely making making myself loud and clear. Yeah. Um, look, I don't know. I mean, when one is, is in a desperate need to go and has maybe had a few beers, yeah. like maybe yeah, one care. is not as, as observant of social protocol or as noticing of the voice that is coming from the bathroom. I mean, I yeah. actually don't know whether you told people that I was in yeah, the other room yeah. working. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think it's because you were almost like this enigma that she had never seen before. We had, 
spoken about you, but you know, like she's like, oh, there's shoes at the door, but I don't think this person really exists. So I think <laughs> like she had almost gotten too comfortable. So in- essentially, actually, most of your podcast listeners and your podcast co-hosts assume that you sort of make up a partner. Basically, yeah. So that it looks like you yeah. have some level yeah. of functionality. Yeah, one of those in your nerdy life. guys is just like, oh yeah, I'm dating a model. Yeah, you know, she's just so busy with all her modeling career and, uh, oh, but oh, boy. here's a photo. <laughs> <laughs> now, was there any feedback on me? Like, uh, did, did, did I meet her expectations? Did yo, I she was obsessed. Them? She was obsessed. Had you have listened to the episode, um, Sorry. She, she spoke quite highly of you after oh, yeah, that. Okay, yeah, so, so there you go. You know, I, I mean, it's you don't want to meet someone in a toilet and then get a poor review, though, do you? No, you really don't. <laughs> But I mean, there's so much that could go wrong if you meet someone in the toilet. Well, I mean, I mean, like you—they they could not like the color of your underwear. Well, are you thinking about that sort of stuff? I mean, you could, but you can only go up from there. Like, it, well, look, if, I was very aware that I was in my current work clothes, which are honestly a sort of like pair of week old jeans and a very daggy jumper. Right. Um, I, I had not dressed up for the occasion of well, not well, meeting your podcast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, you know, what's the occasion though? Sophia like? had the mo- the most amazingly beautiful pair of like tailored pants on. So, <laughs> so you, so you've been, you've so had I somebody felt- randomly burst in on you in the toilet, and suddenly you're feeling underdressed. Yes, I really was. Just be thankful that your tattered pants were up. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> oh, but maybe that would have been better. Maybe because you're like, oh well, she might have been judging me on my crappy jeans. But if the if if she and had my got- slippers. Yeah, but if she had gotten in before that and you were pants down on the toilet, she wouldn't even think about those pants. <laughs> She'd be thinking about the lack. Of them. Good and point, I, yes. I think that's worse. I honestly think that's worse. I think that worse. might be worse, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I still felt underdressed. <laughs> Easy to feel underdressed also, in the like, I mean, I'm working, I'm working from home. I haven't actually sort of made any contact with something called yeah. makeup in the last three months. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, God, look at you. You're all worried. It's like, oh, I didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't expect you to catch me like this without my makeup. And she's like, well, I didn't expect to catch you on the fucking toilets. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, yeah, I, suppose, I mean, like, yeah, just she was definitely she was there for an occasion, whereas mm. I was sort of going along with my day to day. Yeah, which is absolutely fine. Nobody would have expected this. It was never, it was never planned. But it seemed planned on the podcast because we had actually spoken about bursting in on people in the toilet like earlier in that episode, and then towards the end of this of the episode, this whole thing happens, and it seemed made up it seemed fake just because it was so weirdly coincidental that it happened so it was great like i could not ask for a better moment so thank you for uh okay i mean I'm, you I'm did glad no- I've you, facilitated yeah you the did nothing all, all, all you all you had to do was just go to the toilet and then you've, <laughs> you've added comedy to the show so um i mean the pressure's on today though i mean like we can't we can't just you know pop a microphone in the toilet like now you've sitting here the pressure's fully on it really you, is so. but i mean the question is like would i have actually made it onto the show if I hadn't had my toilet audition. No, I think that you're right. That was your, yeah, it was a toilet audition. I mean, I, I, mean, I can safely say I'm the only You're Dead To Me guest who, who has actually completed one's audition in the bathroom. <laughs> and weirdly, it's uh, it's less awkward than uh, when I've had to interview people at cafes and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, is your next plan to sort of actually do the call out for a, for a guest or a co-host and, and say, well, I'll, uh, I'll meet you in the bathroom at Westfield. Oh, not even. I'm just going into public toilets, bursting <laughs> in on people and uh, being like, hey, this is a funny moment. You want to come on my podcast? I think that's an oh, easy yeah, way to do that's it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were on the other end of that, right? So so you've you, you, you've had a couple of beers, you, you see a closed door. Would you always knock? 
Look, I'd like to think that I would not always knock, but I mean, there's well, always is... those moments in public toilets where you sort of, you, you've done the little tap. Like, I mean, the, the thing in, in like public toilets with cubicles is if, if there's the door is unlocked, but you suspect there might be someone in there. Yeah. And you don't really want to do the whole duck down and look for feet. Yeah, that's, like you that's do, hard. You do the little tap, like you sort of tap on the door a little bit. It is a light assume, tap, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a tap ass- and a push, isn't and it? Yeah, and you assume yeah. that if someone is actually in there, that they will either say something or they will kick the door closed in your face. Yeah. And sometimes that's not even noticed. So you actually then open the door further to find someone in there oh, who yeah, has just... not actually noticed your feet under the door, your little push, your little tap, your little knock, yeah, your little, just... hey, hello, is this, is this, is this vacant? And you're like, okay, so were you so focused on your phone? Or I don't know what you were doing with yourself in that cubicle that you didn't actually notice all my little overtures to... Also, finding myself space. Who doesn't lock a cubicle? Like, well, sometimes the locks are legitimately broken. Oh, even even uh, in ladies' toilets, you know there what, are some though? malfunctions. Like, if that if that ever happens, if that ever happens to me, I'm in a panic. I'm I've got my feet up on the door <laughs> trying to hold it. I'm doing everything I can. Yeah, and uh, and if if it's like too far away, like so, such as such as here, there was no way for you to hold the door. We don't have a lock on the door, which I'm now considering we should get one. Um, but in a in a public toilet, like, if it's at, if it's too far away. I'll tell you, I will perform faster than I have ever performed. Before before I even hear footsteps, I'll be done. I'll tell you, because I do not want, the, want that awkward situation of somebody bursting in on me. And uh, I don't know, who do you think in that, like, generally would feel more embarrassed? The person who bursts in or the person who's sitting on the toilet? Oh, look, I mean, I think there's there's equal levels of embarrassment. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, I, in some ways, I think shared embarrassment with another human being is is worse than your own individual embarrassment if you're the one that's clearly done the wrong, the no, wrong thing. Yeah, I remember um, speaking to a guy and he was saying about that he was on a plane and he goes into the toilet. And on a plane, you know, like... <sighs> Yeah. You know, it's you've got that big the big thingy that comes up comes up for the entire plane saying like vacant <laughs> or whatever, which by the way is quite it's quite a broadcast of uh, letting everyone know that you're in the toilet. Just this dung. Well, yes, but I mean the reality of on a plane is that everyone else in the cabin is desperately looking for that moment where there's not a big red. Oh dung. yeah, and it's rare. You got yeah. you got to go in for it. So anyway, so this guy goes in. He's like, he's seeing seeing the old the old green. He's like yeah, green means go. He he pops open the door. And there's like a Chinese man sitting up on the toilet, like perched on it, like like some sort that's, of like gargoyle. That's, that's quite an achievement in a moving plane. Oh, I know, I know. And uh, and so he's all like, oh, 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 I'm so sorry, oh, 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 and goes back to his seat and just is like, oh my god, like this is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to, to me. And I go, dude, why are you embarrassed? Two problems. This guy didn't lock the door. The locks work. That plane would not take off with a broken lock. The locks work. And also, he's perched on the toilet like a gargoyle. <laughs> don't, don't you think, like, that's a little strange? I think that's a done thing in countries with squat toilets. Yeah, but it wasn't a squat toilet. It was just a... No, but, but I think that that, that position... Yeah, if, if, yeah. If one's used to squat toilets, that position is more comfortable. Oh. I couldn't do it. I, I, I mean, well, I, I mean, you made it all the way around, around a two-week trip in China a couple of years ago without ever using. Oh, I held it in. I, was, I, I, was I held it right on in. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, I've got nicely flexible hips and hamstrings, yeah, so, no, so I was I fine. But that. you, you but sort you of, you kept finding ways to avoid it. Like, yeah. I mean, this was hiking on a mountain trail, and you sort of did not go to the toilet for two days. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would go in the bush before I used to squat, to be honest. Uh, I thought it was, it kind of got to, to a point where it was like an achievement to, uh, to, to not use the squats. And now I'm finding European toilets and stuff. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going around like looking for a fork. I will chopstick it up. But the squats, if I can avoid it, I will. I think that uh, they are very outdated and unnecessary. Maybe chopsticks are as well, but uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so um, I remember I went to a party at your old place, right? Yeah. And there was a guest who, um, who he went to go to the toilet and then he comes back and he's like, oh, yeah. I don't know why he's telling me this. It was nice to meet him. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to go to the toilet, but there's someone in there. I'm like, yeah, I really need to go as well. So like, yeah, let's start a little, little queue here, you know, kind of, kind of a casual queue. He's like, yeah. And then it's like 10 minutes. Well, like, this, this is a bit ridiculous. I'm like, oh, well, what do we do? He's like, oh, you know, I, what happened was I went up and I, I pushed the door and somebody said, I'm in here and like kicked it, kicked it shut. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a little embarrassing, isn't it? He's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they could have locked it, but anyway, you know. And so it, it gets a bit like after a while, we're waiting and waiting. And then we're like, well, what do we do here? I went to get you. <laughs> and I go, hey, uh, look, there's somebody in the toilet. I don't know if they've like, if they've passed out or they're just being really selfish. But I don't have the guts to go and check that there's actually someone in there. And so you go and check and there was no one in there. We'd been standing there the whole time. And what it was, was that door was like a fire door so you know how it's got that heavy he it like wasn't it a fire door there was a fan on the inside of quite a small oh, which, toilet which, which blew it shut yeah which sort of pushed it shut oh. and actually like you almost had to push past that airlock right yeah of, of yeah a fan extractor fan going to open the door to yeah. get in so look maybe that was another opportunity for a sign that nobody would read because at least like well, if you yeah. put a sign up there you, you feel like you've done the right thing like oh. hi the the lock works but um, while you're at it, like, just, just push. Yeah, but if you're putting up a sign that's saying, you know, oh, don't worry, and I know it feels like somebody's kicking it, kicking it shut, uh, it's, you know, keep on pushing. When there's somebody actually in there and it'd be like, but the sign says, and you're like pushing on it, and someone's like, no, I'm fucking in here. And I'm like, no, 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 but the sign says it's okay. <laughs> no, no, it's like, that, that no, does... no, not in this circumstance. I'm a fucking in here. Okay, so maybe that meant that we necessitated another sign on the inside of the bathroom <laughs> saying, okay, um, please just double check your lock the door. Just lock the door. Will, will push. You shouldn't need it. You shouldn't need that as a sign. No, but I mean, people I'm, the, should know to I'm, lock the I'm door. the sort of person that like oversign posts at that parties right right yeah I, I, so I, when, when in doubt put a sign up I, uh, my yeah. mum's the same really? really yeah i mean the, the best one was at my sister i think it was my sister's 21st right where she signposted the bathroom quite clearly with a picture of my sister and i in the bath at age two and four Oh, that's oh, well, that's off-putting. Well, I mean, we were pretty, we were pretty cute, but <laughs> but yes, I mean, it was very clear where the bathroom was. Right. Um. Uh. uh yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that that people always say like, "Where's Where's the bathroom?" And you're like, "Well, there's two doors there." One of them's a bedroom and one of... It's not like when you're in, in Labyrinth where it's like, this one leads to certain death and this one's like a happy place. Like, it's not that hard to find, but I would probably do it as well. Just say, where's where's the toilet? Because you don't want to be traipsing yeah. through someone's house and like bursting in into a room. And then next thing, you go in there, like their parents are there in bed. And you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> Look, once again, but if, if, you, if you had a sign on the door saying, don't enter... <laughs> certain death inside then, then that solves the problem the only, so, the only then you spend the, the morning after the party cleaning up and removing a shitload of blue tack and signs from yeah. every door in your house the only sign at a party that I've ever seen in the toilet is no poos and it's like well that ruins my night I had big plans <laughs> fuck guys well, I thought this was the kind of party where I could 
Or I could. Did, so did that? Did they provide you with an alternative bathroom? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, like... And I feel like if you're going to put up signs like that, if somebody comes up to you and be like, well, you know, I've, uh, I've got work in the morning. Uh, i got to go. And they're like, well, it's 8.30 at, uh, 8.30 p.m. What are you kidding me? It's like, don't ask. Don't fucking ask. You've, you've, you've set this in stone when you, sit, you put up the sign. And now... I've just got to go. I've just got to go. But also, don't do a poo at a party. You reckon? Well, look at you. Look at you. You're all like, oh, why do I do that all the time? You well, think it's okay? Do you think if the urge comes, it's okay to do it at a party? Yeah, I think that's be- it's better than being like awkwardly antisocial because you're holding it in for the next four hours. Um, that's true. No, I mean, I, I think that the only thing caveat with that is that you need to locate the air freshener beforehand. Yeah. If you can't find air freshener in the bathroom beforehand. Don't bother. Well, that just that complicates Excuse the situation. Excuse yourself. A bit go more. to a service station. Open the window. <laughs> I mean, that is the problem because, yeah, like you don't want to stink out an entire party. I remember. No, I, 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 but you also like I, I don't like a party. There's a bit of a thoroughfare back and forth right. to the bathroom, so you don't actually want to kind of vacate the bathroom with that smell lingering around. Well, I had a party at somebody else's house once, right? And um, somebody like comes and nudge me and is like, oh, I just went in the toilet and Jesus Christ, somebody's done a stinker in there. And I and, and I quite loudly exclaimed like, who the fuck does a poo at a party? And somebody came up to me later and goes, you know, like their brother was just standing there like looking shifty when you said that. <laughs> like it was a funny fucking line, but you've just made somebody feel really uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, I did. I did. But I still stand by it. Uh, well, uh, anyway, so um, the show's back right now after a uh, unplanned two-week break because uh, we, you involved, um, we shot the film that I've been advertising like crazy, unroadworthy. Um, well, it's a couple of weeks now. And uh, I mean, I haven't, I, 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 wanted to come and do a couple of podcasts but it's been such a heavy experience that I've just felt knackered and I couldn't I, I, I didn't feel funny I felt unfunny and I didn't I didn't know how to how to podcast anymore so um, obviously with the funding is uh, that's all now closed so um, thank you so much to everybody who contributed to that um, I I, I I'll read some names if I can get them up. I have to say, while Fraser's finding some names, it, it's a very interesting status as, as the partner of someone that's, that's doing all these creative things, the mm. film and then the podcast, that suddenly you sort of seem to spend your time being roped into them all. So uh, All sucked in. That's what, <laughs> that's what you've signed up for. <laughs> yes, I, I do believe I have. But it, it's just, I mean, I don't know, the... the uh, the, the weight of it in the past two weeks. I mean, a, a full two days of being a soundie on a film. Is, oh, yeah. No mean feat. No, then that's why you got stuck with it, because you couldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, funny that. All right, so I just want to say thank you, and I'm reading these uh, out just on... You know, no no particular order, but there were all these people who um, donated to the campaign, and it really helped out so much. We didn't get to a hundred percent, but every dollar like really made such a huge difference. Um, so thanks to Kathleen and Elaine Hyatt, Shebe King, Pete Evans, Stephen Cowell, Annie Lenore Hanman, Andrew Aronowitz, The Poopy Corn, Chris Carroll, Fiona Ray. You, uh, Steve Johnson, Angela Predick, Elizabeth Jigglin, and also thanks to somebody who did a cash donation as if we were doing a drug deal, Tim Hookins. 
<laughs> um, all these, all these, like, were really generous as well. I mean, it's, uh, um, I was shocked. I mean, I said to people, like, hey, like, I, I always, you always come out of these things and people are like, oh, you know, I didn't donate because, like, I could have only, only donated a dollar. And you're like, no, no, donate a fucking dollar. It makes a difference. But nobody donated a dollar. Every, all these donations were huge, which, like, means so much to me. It was, yeah, a, my, it was my huge dollar fifty. And there was, yeah, yours was a bit more than that, but oh, well, I need to double check that. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, thanks. Uh, like, that, that's awesome. And, uh, and the shooting uh, went really well. Uh, it was pretty crazy. I mean, when you're working on such a low budget, you uh you've only got uh you've only got so much time to do it and we we shot it over a weekend which uh we had pretty poor weather which i mean if you're gonna shoot outdoors you got to expect that it's gonna rain yeah you have i mean i i think that the level of rain that we experienced um and the, cl the clouds rolling in on sunday were with probably a bit more than what you'd usually sort of think oh i'll just plan for that yeah um, I, I mean but it could have been so much worse because i i, I mean i said to everyone i go look Murphy's Law, we're shooting outdoors, it will rain. Yeah. And it did, but it didn't rain the entire time. But when we started on the first day, I mean, the first thing we get, we get rain for like the first two hours and it really just throws you off. Like you did, you, you're like, oh yeah, we got umbrellas, we're all good. But then when your paperwork's getting all wet and shit, the well, slate I, was I, getting I think, wet. I think just to clarify here, we didn't just have umbrellas. I mean, you turned us into a Bunnings advert. Oh, basically, I, I yeah. Mean, it wasn't just Bunnings umbrellas. I mean, they're great. They, they cover a substantial area. They also cover microphones and things, which I was a little bit worried about. But then you sort of got these Bunnings ponchos. Yeah. Which once again, like great idea, but all of a sudden you can see us from 2K away yeah. because we're all green with the red Bunnings thing <laughs> and I think if we started doing a sort of bit of a Bunnings line dance we probably you probably all we needed was we needed the sausage island. sizzle we needed, we that's, did, that, we did, that's yes. what we were missing people were probably driving up being like hey what's uh, no sausage fuck fuck yeah, that, that, that bunning sausage. It's not the full bunnings experience. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, like, the cast were amazing. The cast were uh, amazing, yes. They were good fun as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, and because, and I mean, you know, actors... Some, some, some can get like, yeah, you got it. It's, it's what? Oh, yeah. there we go. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard because, uh, cause there's so many people that are, that are cockheads. So when you find actors that are like talented and not assholes, it's the best. Cause you're usually going to get one or the other. You can't have them both. You can't have the talented and not a dickhead. You're so right. They're usually how, gonna... <laughs> how did you, how did you filter for not a dickhead? I mean, when, when you were going through these, uh these auditions like how did you say okay they're definitely they're, they're going to be okay to work with you know i i didn't i didn't you had to, i had to just be like the, these are these are the guys and oh fuck i hope they're not assholes and they weren't like they were so good which is which is great because they were they were my perfect ones but there were a couple there were a couple of like real dickheads on there who were like send me the entire script because i need to know or, or there was somebody who was asking me like oh i need to see your your previous body of work and it's like hang on I'm hiring you. Like, why? <laughs> yes, you're why the one do doing I... the audition, not me. Yeah, no, no, you're working for me here. Um, and uh, also, yes. I mean, like, that shows a bit of a laxity on their part because the reality is that if if one Google's you, yeah, one can find at least some some previous work. Yeah, not sex in the tapes, filmmaking the works. Realm. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily in the filmmaking realm, but in the acting realm, they can find your website. They can see that you're professional. Yeah. I mean, like, what are they expecting? Your your CV and life history. I know, I know. Your like primary like, school yeah. grade reports. I know. I should have just told them to fuck off. Should have told them to fuck off. But uh, anyway, they didn't get the job anyway. So suck shit. Okay, good. <laughs> Oh, you're like, oh, fuck, I hope I'm not, I'm not talking about the lead. Oh, that's awkward. That's <laughs> no, awkward. No, the leads were fabulous. <laughs> um, yeah, the crew were also awesome, except for one. 
Not you. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, it's always hard. Like, I always, like, we're finding crew because... Uh, there's, you know, you, when people are professional, they're good and they're easy to get along with and stuff. But then you've got these real Which people Which is probably are, why they're professional. Absolutely. But you, like, I, I guess, uh, um, you know, it's the real, the people who, the, it's the wannabes, basically. The wannabes who, who uh, try and talk themselves up and shit. And then you get about halfway through the shoot and you're like, hang on, you actually don't know fuck all. Nothing at all, and you're really annoying. And also, if you're gonna work on a fucking film, don't come up to me, like, during a take and start murmuring something in my ear that makes no fucking sense. Come in with a strong fucking voice. Anyway. <laughs> Look, I do think, I mean, in, in terms of that that sort of situation, but also, like, the creative stuff I'm involved in with music, mm. it's generally the people that are internally thinking, like, I don't know shit. Yeah. I don't feel fucking ready for this. Yeah. They're the ones that do a really good job because they're really trying hard. Yeah. Whereas it's the, pe- it's the people that waltz in like, oh, I know everything. Yeah. I'm going to show them how fabulous I am that, that tend to actually like be problems. And it takes you a little, t- a little time because at first you're like, oh, well, maybe they do know more than me. And then uh, after, after a few like really dumb suggestions, you're like, oh, hang on. They're just trying to make themselves look like they know what they're doing when they don't know. And so it gets to that point where you just got to be like, yeah, yeah, fuck off, fuck off, go, go away, go, go away. And like, like uh, you know, there was a point where like people were like, why don't, why don't you like, don't, don't ask them back the second day, don't ask them back. And I was like, I had, to, I had to pull everyone aside and be like, just so you know, I'm having problems with this person. If there's a murder, I just want you to know in advance, I'm, I might I might snap it. I might snap it at some point. <laughs> and P.S. We have the fake blood to make it look really dramatic. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Because, of course, a- along with my role as a soundie, I did also fulfill se- several key roles, like cooking fake blood the night before the second second day of shooting. Yeah, well, I was, I was, I was going to do it, but then, then it turned out I didn't know how to do it properly. And then uh, you, look, Google, you did a Google, Googling Google a Google is a great thing. I, yeah. I found a blog where you can not only make fake blood, but several sort of congealed factors of fake mm. blood. Um, it also gave suggestions for using cornflakes to to make a bullet wound. So oh, I, cool. I'm set. No, no, noted for the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I got a few. I got a few handshakes, uh, which I hadn't had in a while. In fact, the 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 handshake... had, had they been to the toilet beforehand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's an important question. Well, on the uh, when I went and did rehearsals um, before the before the shoot with um, with the with the the lead cast, um, I when I met the the male actor, he went in for the handshake, right? And it was like, you know, I like, you know, I know it's people are all weird about it or whatever, but I've said on this show before, if somebody goes in for that handshake, I don't care if you got fucking coronavirus, I'm not rude enough to say like, no, nah, not shaking that unless I hate you. Um, so he goes in for the handshake and I, and I, and I, and I and put my hand in his hand and it was so warm and so nice. And I just felt whole again. <laughs> and, uh, um, and so that, that was fine. I was like, okay, that's surprising. Um, that somebody shook my hand because I, I feel like it has been a while. A while. Yes. Um, and then, but the problem was that when we were finishing up and the actress was there, um, he went in for the handshake with me, me again. And then... Because I'm not willing to go and shake someone's hand because I fear that they're going to be like, oh, no, coronavirus, I'm not going to do that. It put me in a bit of an awkward situation that the that I had to sort of just wave to her like, hey, like, because I didn't initiate the handshakes. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and the, the process of initiation has suddenly mm. become really difficult. And look, as a woman, sometimes initiation can be difficult anyway. I mean, you you put out your hand for a handshake and you're sort of going for the nice, firm, like, ver- vertical yeah. hand, no sort of 
oh, I'm going to be meek and put my palm up. No, none of the, like, I'm going to be overbearing and, and put my, my palm down over yours. You go for the nice vertical handshake. You, you, you're well-meaning. You yeah. have a firm one. Um, and sometimes people reject you anyway because you're a girl. Wait, have you actually been, this is like like yeah. pre-COVID, yeah. you had you'd been rejected. They're like, yes. do they say something or just look at you? Or it's, most, it's mostly a look. And then it's like, uh, usually an older guy, I have to say, doing a bit of a floppy on you. What, like what do you the, mean a floppy? They, oh, the half-assed handshake. Yeah, like oh, those the, are horrible. Like the, the dead fish. Ah. Like, handshakes are firm. Yeah. So, so look, sometimes, yeah, handshakes can be a difficult situation as a woman. But, yeah, I feel like th- we've now redefined some of those boundaries in that I think, actually, you almost need to ask about any physical Could contact. I have a handshake, please? Well, look, I, I, w- I went into work for a day in, in early June because our internet died. Um... And and I was in the studio with one of our radio presenters, and I, and I and I said, oh, and she said, oh, would you like a hug? And and my answer, I love one. Well, look, by the time we finished our conversation, I really wanted a hug. But at the time, my response had to be, I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, because, really? Well, the only person I had hugged for for months was you. Thanks for that. I appreciate. it. I feel very special. <laughs> yeah, you're you are you are pretty special. But it was like. I didn't know how I felt about it because it, it was at that point it's like okay so we assume none of us have coronavirus mm. but like if I did if there was that tiny point what you what you what you percent chance that I did like would I feel okay with myself if she got it and died yeah but like that's what runs through your head are you are you at a point now where like are you rejecting hugs are you rejecting handshakes no, or are you I'm just not, going I, for it that was the only time I rejected a hug and you, and you um, felt weird about it didn't I you I felt so weird about yeah. it yes you feel you um, feel so rude yes yeah. you really do um, I think I can still count on maybe one hand the number of people I've hugged since then yeah um, either because they initiated or I initiated right um, and it's very but I think it's very much a process of initiation now yeah um, but I have it, it is better now that people tend to don't like take an automatic step away from you in your if you're in the same vicinity. well I, I'm, I'm I'm not really willing to to, to go for it um, however However, there, there, there were a few handshakes on the uh, the day the actor did it to me again. I'm like, I know where we're at here. Yeah, come here, big fella. Gave him a big handshake. Yeah. Um, and I got two other handshakes as well, which I was like, this just feels normal. And that normality kind of Well, felt... but I think the other thing was that we, we had actually set up a day that felt relatively normal. I mean, at the start of the day, we really said, normal. here's our COVID safe plan. Meet yeah. the bottle of hand sanitizer <laughs> that nobody is going to use. <laughs> like, we're like, well, we need a COVID safe plan. So we just had this bottle of hand sanitizer sitting there. I forgot about it. I didn't even use it. Well, look, I used it. I saw a couple of other people use it, but I think there was a sense of a, a, a level of return to normality in that we were out, we were shooting a film, we were in the wild, aka the outside world. And so it felt normal. And so you get to the end of this intense two day experience of it being normal. And of course you want to give each other a hug. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing because at the end of the shoot, like I, I felt that normality and I, I went and I hugged the actors and even like the, the moment, like I sort of latched on, I was just like, I've not like, I've not even asked. I feel I'm Harvey Weinsteining them here. I'm, I'm, I'm Weinsteining them. Um, uh, they were all fine. And, and you know, we've spoken since, so there was no, no issue with that. But also like after I'm, I've hugged three people and I'm like, I got to stop this now. Like there's going to be somebody who's going to get the shits. But then surely like the crew were just like, oh, no hug for me then. Oh, well, fine. I uh, give you my time and I get nothing. That, that was how I felt as a crew member when you when I didn't get a hug from, from the director. <laughs> well, you know, too bad. <laughs> Can't hug everyone. <laughs> I see. Look, I mean, I, I think it... I, 
I, I was going to bring up that uh, part of my current anxiety in the COVID world is um, to do with buses and public transport. Yeah. That at that well, I don't know. So in in the current situation in Sydney, we've essentially got buses and trains where you now have sit spots. Yeah. Um, I, I've sort of mentioned this before to you before. Right. That sit spots are they're a bit of a social nightmare. Now, the, like, so ex, explain to me how this works. So you've got so on a train, um, the way the trains are built in Sydney is that you've got rows of three, almost like a plane. Like you've got rows of three, rows of two. Now, how do the sit spots work? Do you have two? Honestly, I, I haven't been on many trains of late. I've been right. using buses. So okay, on your bus, when it first came in these sit spots were quite distant yeah. so they didn't put two people one row apart they put two people like two rows of houses always okay. a row between you and another person and the sit spots sounds lovely actually well it was quite nice when there was nobody catching the bus yeah. so they had this big green sit spot sit here tick feel safe about the tick um and you you selected your sit spot and because you'd selected a sit spot you were socially distanced yeah. enough to travel on the bus and they had they had quite a, a capacity rule but the thing is as the capacity has increased now so there are now sit spots every row right but the, the sort of understanding that you're not sharing a row with somebody yeah. that you don't know couples are a bit different but I've found as that's happened that people are generally not respecting the sit spots as much yeah and the, the anxiety that comes from that is okay so someone has just come onto the bus and they've not sat on a sit spot Mm. They've sat on a spot that, that does not have the, the green sticker. They they have chosen a spot that is not actually accessible, like available to them to yeah. sit down. Do I go and sit on a sit spot, thereby yeah. not socially distancing from myself from this person? Yeah. Which could result in them getting shitty with me because actually they haven't thought about sit spots until they suddenly see you sitting 30 centimetres away from yeah, them. Yeah, but you've already got the upper hand because if they turn to you and be like, oh, excuse me, social distance, you can be like... What do you think that spot is there, you piece of shit? So you can easily turn that on them. Well, but sorry, do I just be passive, go do the right thing, and and they like wait for them to, to crack it at me? Do I distance myself from them and therefore choose a spot that is not a sit spot? Yeah. So therefore, like because they've done something wrong, I do something wrong as well. Yeah. Or do I go up to them and say, "Excuse me, uh, you're not sitting on a sit spot." Can you move? Oh, then you're gonna, yeah. You, you, I mean, you don't yeah, want to be that person. That, yeah, but you don't want to be any of those people. No, yeah, exactly. You don't. You don't do want you. to do the wrong thing. You don't yeah. want. To, you don't want to do the right thing and suddenly be sitting within breathing distance of somebody. Yeah. And you also don't want to do do the thing that's gonna like make the whole bus turn around and look at you and be like, well, she's a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I will. I me no. I would. I would probably just not. I would move on. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hang around there. I'd. I'd just. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't. It's too much altercation for me. Well, I mean, I my my, my general go-to is to sort of enter the bus, do a quick scan. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about these sit spots is they're so big that you can yeah. see from the front door of the bus exactly yeah. where they are. Mm. Um. So I. I sort of go in, do a quick scan, and sort of choose the least problematic spot. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. go for my sit spot, and I choose the one that's that's least likely to cause me problems. Yeah. But but that's that's quite a lot of mental energy, I have to it, say. It is, and it's the same as with the queuing as well. Like it's all very very clear. Like you got the lines, stand on the line. But then you'll have somebody in front of you that's like midline. So it's like okay, if I stand on the line that's you know close, yeah. like close, cl uh, then I'm too close to them. But if I stand back, it's too big of a gap, and it just messes you it messes your head up. You're like, I don't know what I do because I can't. I don't want to stand in the middle because I'm just causing more problems. Yeah. So, then I just go home. 
Can't handle it. <sighs> See, I, at least I persevere. <laughs> I still catch the bus. Like, actually, I do need to get to places, so yes, I, I really, really have no other option. You know what? Like, but on on um, trains and uh, yeah, actually, just trains because uh, only losers take the bus. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, on trains, like uh, even before any of these rules, I, I would I would probably like assess the situation and be like okay let's think about this if i go sit in a three-seater i'm uh, and it's empty now i don't want to sit near that window and then have to climb over people that yeah, but there's you know, always a level of a, there's always and... a level of assessment on public transport oh I yeah mean, you, if especially if you're going to get to on a really crowded bus I mean, yeah. what are really crowded buses these days I, I i just i haven't been on a bus in in months where you you're all crammed in like sardines which is yeah. quite nice <laughs> I bet. um but even in that situation like you make the assessment you think okay i'm only in here for three stops so yeah if i sit down i'm gonna have to climb over a whole lot of people to get out the door. I may miss my stop. So yeah. I'm just going to stand here. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always a level of assessment on public transport. It just feels like at the moment, the the, the level of assessment has gone through the roof. Yeah. But you're spending more time actually assessing the situation than you are sitting on the bus. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Hey, we went to lunch yesterday, right? And, oh, gosh, uh, yes. Yeah, so we go into this Thai restaurant and uh, at first, like, we, it's, it's it's awkward entering these things now as well because, I mean, it's never been easy to, to enter cafes and stuff because you don't know whether you go to the counter, you don't know where you well, sit down. Well, I, th- I think you whole... have more anxiety about that than oh, I do. Time, I, I'll just sort of time. barge in and ask just, someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I, I also don't want to embarrass myself by saying, like, table for two and they're like, yeah, well, just fucking sit down, you asshole. Like, what are you asking me for? What are you saying table for two? You think this is fine dining? Well, look, I, I think in some Ways that's on that's on them. I mean, yeah. they're they're meant to not make you feel awkward. Yeah, so if true. you say table for two, yeah. you'd expect to wait wait yeah. staff in a good cafe to be like, yeah, great, here's a table for two. Yeah. Rather than like, well, why are you asking that? Yeah, I know. But and then if you do the plonk, if you just go and do the plonk, then then you, then you're gonna do that restaurant that are like, whoa, hey, this table's booked out. What are you doing? You got to stand at the door. And it's like put the sign that says wait to be seated. It's so easy. Yeah. Just put table service. I do or, think, or order the, at the, the counter I think or the pl- whatever. The plonk is much more is much more difficult now though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's where I'm like, leading, oh, yeah. we're, we're making it look pretty by leaving tables in the middle of the space, but yeah. you're not supposed to sit at that yeah, one. Yeah, because you don't, because now there's this added thing where you walk into a restaurant or a cafe and you're sort of like, ah, how is it? Can I sit down? And they're all like, um, yeah, yeah, that table. And with this restaurant, remember we got to the door and there was this sheet which was like, Take a number and sign in, and we're all confused and shit because we're well, like. Well, so that was that was a wait list. So that yeah. was that you had to, if they were super busy, yeah. you signed your name, took a number, and right. they would call you when yeah. when you when they had a table. Yeah, and we hesitated for a while, but it's like empty well, and but, there's no but, one most here. Most of the names, and... all the names are scribbled yeah, out. So yeah, it's clearly so... they were setting that up for like. I don't know, 4 p.m. when they suddenly had a yeah. rush. So then, so then you're like... But then there was also a lady standing next to that table yeah. on her phone. And you're thinking, okay, well, so... Is she you, waiting? That was the thing. Yeah, are yeah. you waiting? Are you, yeah. you doing takeaway? Like, uh, what's the sitch here? I hate that. Yeah, it's the same with queues and shit when you walk up and there's sort of just somebody standing to the side. It's like, what are you doing? Like, are you in this? Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, or places that don't have good queuing protocol. Basically, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so we go in, and then, then we just like you, you're like, no, nah, actually, we can forget this. Like, wait, let's 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 do the plonk. Let's go in, and then then we hit the sign that says wait to be seated. Yeah. And right. then they're like, oh, your table two, excellent. We're like, great, all right. She's like, how about this one in the corner? And we're like, we love it. And she's like, okay, can you guys sit side by side? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> She's yeah, like, oh, so I mean, so, it's, it's a four, so can... four-seater booth. Yeah. So she wants and, and, you, a... and, and I love it when I get a booth. I love it. I, I was excited. I was but so I also, excited. The, the reason, one of the reasons I like dining out is because you're, you are actually sitting across the table from someone. Yeah. Like, you're having an intimate experience with this other person you're dining yeah. with. Yeah. It's weird. You're not sitting next to them. I've known you for a long time. Didn't like sitting next to you. It's oh. weird. It was very, it was like we were on a bus. It was very strange. Well, it was like we were on a double date with the couple in the other booth. Yeah, well, that was the problem because because like, cause she goes, oh, so I can put like another, uh, other people at that table in there. And I was like thinking, well, hang on. Okay. So the 1.5 would mean that they can, they can sit on both sides of their booth. How come we couldn't, we got here first. How come we couldn't do it? But then I thought, oh, okay. Maybe if a family comes or whatever. No, a couple comes and they say to them, oh yeah, you sit side by side as well. But that meant that they were in the other booth and we're facing them, which was awkward as fuck. It really was, yes. Did you make eye contact? Because I, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't help but glance. I needed to check how awkward they were. Yeah, and stuff. I mean, I, I definitely made eye contact at least once with the woman. Oh boy, was it? Was, <laughs> you, you ended up just looking at yourself in the mirror that was on the other side of me. Yeah, I know, I know. I was, I, 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 like, yeah, and, and that was very distracting. It was very distracting because there was a mirror on the side of you. And then I'm looking, I, I'm trying to look at you, but then I can see myself and I, I, was, I was quite distracted. I realized I've got quite nice eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you do have beautiful eyes. Thank um, you, I never which noticed. I, which I, never I had noticed. wanted to look That's at by sitting across the table from you. <laughs> yeah, so I mean... And you can't complain. Like, that's the thing. We couldn't complain about that. We couldn't be like, no, fuck you. We're sitting uh, across from each other because you've got to follow the rules. You just yeah, I mean, look, also, I mean, you want to do the right thing by the restaurants. Like, yeah. They've clearly, they've put their COVID safe plan into place. Yeah. They're desperately trying to actually make enough money to keep going. Yeah. And if they sort of douse you in hand sanitizer, because the other thing was that the, the waitress, she was lovely, oh, yeah. but she brought the hand sanitizer <laughs> to the table with us in her menu. So clearly she wanted us to sort of pre-sanitize before well, we touched she anything. she squeezed it into so our Heads. So suddenly, like, I, when I'm, I, I feel like for myself, I've sorted out a normal amount of hand sanitizer yeah. from, a, from a, a pump thing. So you just go for the one small pump because right. anything more than that is just, you're wet. Yeah. So she liberally does two whole pumps. Oh, wow. So I've suddenly got four times as much hand sanitizer she as I'm used to. She must have looked at you and been like, oh, this filthy white devil. Oh, <laughs> we, need to, we need to clean her right up. I look, I think it was more just over-enthusiasm. Oh. But it, it's difficult. And she hadn't actually put the napkins down yet. So there yeah. you are sitting dripping with hand sanitizer. <laughs> and so you end up wiping from your just, jeans. Uh, well, you can just rub it, rub it all in. Keep yourself sanitized. No coronavirus for you. Well, but it's also your hands do get to the point where they can't actually absorb any more liquid. <laughs> yeah, in, that's in, in true. Quick my, my problem with her um, squeezing the hand sanitizer was it almost felt like, you know, you got your, you're a child and your mother's like, all right, you're getting out the baby wipes, wiping your hands. That's how it felt to me. It's like, I can do my own sanitizer. Just, just put the bottle down and I'll do the squeeze. It's really uh, emasculating. I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I'm going to move on to some social scenarios. Sounds good. All right. Um, now, this one is kind of similar to what we were just talking about anyway, but uh, but I'll, I'll still go ahead with it. So, you're on a train during coronavirus. Someone sits right beside you. Do you tell them to move on? Do you move out of the seat yourself or do you stay and breathe in that delicious coronavirus? Well, so, I, I mean, I, I think to start off, I would say that at the moment, I'm actually liberally putting my bag on the seat next to me. Oh, usually that's, wow. I'm, usually wow, I'm one of those people that tucks right everything down 
under my foot well. Yeah. Unless I'm carrying ridiculous stuff like a bass flute. Mm. But I, I have actually felt quite happy in sort of putting myself down and then plonking a bag next to me. Okay. Um, during the coronavirus time, because uh, I think I mean I think it, it's a sort of it's not a fuck off. It's actually a sort of nice little. It like, was. It was definitely a fuck off pre, uh, yeah, pre COVID. But, but, but I think post COVID, I think it's actually a nice reminder to people. It's like. Actually, we don't need to be this close to each other. Okay, okay. So, do you do that every time? Well, I haven't, like I said, I haven't taken many trains of late. Yeah. And buses are just the two-seater spots. So, yeah, I would say I'm doing that most of the time. Okay, so say you didn't put put the bag down, say you didn't Mm. have a bag. For for any reason, you didn't have that as an option. Somebody has managed to sit down, they've made their way in there, possibly even moved your bag. In like I'm oh. having this seat. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, what uh, what what would you do if they've if Look, somehow they're sitting right next? to Honestly, you? I think I would actually be one of the people that was just trying to be polite, and so I'd just deal with it. You just yeah, I think I would too. But also, I, I mean, mean I, th- I think it, it's a level of measure of of the current times. I mean, like in Sydney, we're still pretty lucky that there isn't. It's not a ridiculous situation at the moment. This week. <laughs> Well, no, like this week, they've still been, what, like 20 odd case, 15, 20 odd cases a, a day, which isn't awful. And, and so far, I haven't heard of anything in our in our area. Yeah. So, I mean, if there were suddenly like, oh, and we've got uh, five cases emerging from uh, from Luna Park in North Sydney. Yeah. Um, Like, that's when I might start. Yeah. Start kind of giving people this sort of like, yeah. F off glare. Yeah. And, and you're allowed to. You're allowed to. That's a thing. You are, do, you, do, you are actually Do, do you actually it. enjoy now the permission to sort of glare at people over your personal space? Well, the, you, you are talking to the person who's still like, oh, I don't care how dirty you are. I'm still going to shake that hand just to not make it awkward for you. So yeah, I, 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 I think in most cases, like, what, what, it, it's, it's easier said than done yeah, to be like, a what, dickhead. What would you do? Like, how would you deal with someone plonking themselves? I, I mean, I, it, would, it would depend on my mood. In, in, in most cases, I would probably just not do anything but like you said if it was a bit more in that like there's cases in our local neighborhood and it's getting all grim and stuff well if it was there were cases in our local neighborhood you'd just go and walk for uh, three hours to get to where you needed to basically, be <laughs> basically i probably wouldn't be on the public transport to begin with yeah. um uh but uh yeah i i, I might say something depending on my mood how parent but but it would need to be the moment they sat down if i if i leave it two seconds there's no way i'm, I'm gonna end up saying that you, you gotta jump at that opportunity because oh, yeah, you, otherwise you lose it you're like oh why didn't i say anything oh fuck also, you've got to jump at that opportunity before they get themselves comfortable i mean like yeah. if there's a genuine concern about them using that seat yeah i mean uh, the other option is that before they sit down you could actually look up at them say i'm sorry i think someone peed on that seat like it's it's, it's a bit wet yeah or, or, or i'll just i'll just flop it out and just start peeing myself if that's what it takes. That's what I got to do to keep you away from me. Or I just start coughing. Just give them. <laughs> well, yes, but then you could find that then, the whole carriage is okay. I mean, well, one does assume that the reason that someone that someone is coming and plonking themselves down next to you is because there aren't many other options. So there's quite a lot of people. I don't know. Have you ever been on like a bus or a train and it's pretty empty and somebody just sits next to you and you're like, but there's free seats. What's going on here? Um, Not often, no. Nah, it happen- happens to me a lot. Maybe just strangers like me. Maybe. <sighs> All right, next social scenario. You're in a pub having dinner. You're halfway through your meal and someone comes up to you and says, I need this table because I'm hosting trivia here and I need to put my equipment here. You look around and there's no other free tables nearby. The person just stands there staring at you. What do you do? Oh, that's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably ask them if they have a booking with the staff. Right. Um, and, and I think if they were going to stand there and stare at me, 
I would probably want to clarify with a staff member. Yeah, well, like, I mean, they are, they are, they are, they are the trivia host because they want the table to put their equipment down. And so are you saying they, they are a staff member? Or well, not not really, a, not a technically a staff member. They'll be like a hired contractor. You know, yeah, that's what I those trivia like hosts to tend to be. Check in with the venue staff. How are you going to do that though? You're halfway through your dinner, you're enjoying it, and you got this asshole just standing, leaning over you, being like, "Yeah, I need to like set up my microphone here at this table, so if you don't mind." But. Uh, even if there was tables, it's hard. It's a hard thing because it's you're like, oh, thing, so yeah. I'm gonna pick up my meal and move over. Like, well, no, I mean, I, hon- honestly, like, if if there's uh, if it's a hired person, I would expect the venue staff to be coming and talking to me, not the person. Yeah. Like, I'd expect the venue staff to, like, the, the wait staff or whatever, to the bartender to come over right. and say, look, I'm really sorry, we didn't quite realise that, you, that, that you'd still be eating. We actually do need this table from seven o'clock. Let's reseat you over here, and they would pick up your your meal. Or, but well, maybe not in coronavirus time. But, <laughs> but like they, they would, they would facilitate your movement, yeah. Rather than leaving you like standing there with half yeah. a schnitzel. But you, but you've confused. got this, you've got this shitty, tri- shitty trivia host who does not think like this. They're just like, yeah, I need that table. So, um, yeah, just staring at you. They put, it, they put it on you. They are not being proactive in this at all. Well, I mean, what? How far will they go to make me stand up? Like. If I just stand there and stare back at them and continue eating my my vegetarian pizza. (laughs) Like, yeah, well, it was... I think they would want to, like, avoid a standoff as well. People... uh, This has happened to me. This is why this has come up. Okay, wow. It was fucking brutal. It was brutal. And what was the solution? Well, I I just said, look, there's no other table. And they're like, oh. And just sort of hung around me. And I had to just finish my meal and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Um, wait, there's there's two times this has happened to me actually. So one other time was so I was do, maybe you're just frequenting too many pubs with trivia nights. Well, it's hard. Like it's Wednesday night, it's half price schnitzel night. You, <laughs> but little do you know, it's trivia night as well. If, and I want the schnitzel, don't want the trivia. So um, so and, 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 and also when you're sitting in those rooms as well, and they they're like, oh, we're starting trivia. You'll have some employee come over to you and be like, oh yeah, we're about to do trivia. You're like, yeah, I just want to eat my schnitzel. And like, no, no, I really think you should get in on this trivia. Should we get you a... Well, so, I, I was once at a pub, like, on, at a work function where they'd booked right. out, like, half a room's worth of tables. And the rest of the room looked pretty bad. It's like, yeah. okay, that's fine. We can make more noise. And then all of a sudden, there's a terrarium-making class going on. Oh, fantastic. In a pub. <laughs> right. And so, it was like, we were, we were trying to, like, just have a normal night out. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like... And uh, if, if you just, like, press the most gently into the terrarium. Um, and, yeah, I mean... That's an odd, odd accompaniment yeah. to your dinner. Oh, absolutely. Like, at least with the trivia night, it's a level of banter, whereas this was I a very it. instructional. Uh, yeah, I, I, but I, I, I hate But I also, like, trivia. part of me wanted to go go make a terrarium. Okay. <laughs> you should have. Well, but it was difficult. <laughs> I mean, I was also trying to socialise with my colleagues. <laughs> well, uh, but it, at the, if there was a trivia night happening, though, you wouldn't be like, oh, guys, let's get in on this trivia. This, this seems lots of fun. You don't want to do it. You want to have your little conversation. Yeah. And then you've got, got somebody, like, on the microphone being, like the director of Jurassic Park 3. Who is the director of Jurassic Park 3? I don't know how trivia works because I don't go to them. So Look, um, that sounded more like someone calling bingo. <laughs> That's sort of what I had in my head. <laughs> it's no, similar, like, isn't it? Got, only, got, only old people do it. No, definitely not. I, oh, like, God. I don't know. When I was first in Sydney, one of my not so successful attempts at making some friends was actually to go to a trivia night at a, at a pub in Cleve. How'd it go? 
Look, I, I learned very quickly. So it was, I mean, it was meetup.com. So it was the people that oh, yeah, clearly, like, loses. the, the, the kernel of that group yeah. clearly went to the trivia night each week. Yeah. They just put the thing on meetup.com as a kind of like, come make some friends. I, I learned within the first five minutes that nobody at that trivia night in my group was someone that I had anything in common with. Oh, probably because they're using meetup.com to go to trivia nights. There it is. It's so right there. I was doing that. Yeah, that's true. But you only did it once, right? Yes, because I then found better ways of making friends. Exactly. But look, it was, it was interesting. You learn a lot about people in quite a rapid amount of time at Trivia Nights, like what topics they're pretty good at, what topics they're shit at, whether they can make a paper aeroplane. Wow. Um, and in the case of me, um, whether you're actually quite creative with uh, with tinfoil. <laughs> well, this is how I gauge friends. Oh, what a riot. Boy. Oh, God. Um, so, well, uh, look. You know, I, if I'm in a pub and they start the trivia, the other thing is, like, whether they take that table or not, if you're like, nah, beat it, Weevil, and they're like, nah, fine, I'll just stand at the side and do my trivia then. Then you've got them blasting that to you. Like, you can't have your conversation anymore. The entire no, room is it, ruined by, yeah, by totally. trivia. It's horrible. It's horrible. Um, so... But I also fully acknowledge that, like, some people like pub trivia and some people do use it to go and yeah, make some I friends like, and catch like, up with people. I like a half-price schnitzel. And I want to enjoy that in silence, not be moved from my table and not even have the trivia near me. But, right, now, uh, but okay, I can't, so I can't are, have are you, that. Are you a letter writer? Like, how, how do you make your feelings about this injustice known? This podcast now, I guess. Well, but, I mean, have you ever tried writing a letter to a pub and say, no, look, look, hey guys, like, why is half fresh and it's the night on the same night? Yeah, trivia? move it, move it to another night. Yeah, yeah like, I know. Well, why, why uh, is that a like, thing? Like steak, then, steak night, it's all nice and quiet. I don't want a steak, I want a schnitzel. Can't win. Um, I, I had another one though. I was in a a, a pub, and um, and like the owner came up and goes, oh look, oh, God, um, hey, uh, sorry guys. Um, Actually, these this table is booked booked out. So, um, if can I just move you over to this one? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And we're like, yeah, yeah, no, no worries. Um, I don't even know if we had food. We might have just had beers. And he moves us over. He's like, I'll get you guys. I'll get you guys another free beer. And he was so like apologetic. And we're like, holy shit! Like we didn't. It wasn't like we that we had been seated there. We just plonked. We did the plonk. Like but, we. But would you actually say no to a free beer in that situation? Well, no, we said yes to the free yeah, beer. And then, and then when we sat at this new table, this other group came up and like, oh, do you mind if we sit at the end? Like, we'll get you a beer. So we got like, like two rounds of beers for free. So actually, Best the, the thing to do in a pub is to sort of make sure that you're, you're being like oddly inconvenient to people so that they have to like ask you to do things and then apologize with free beer. Yeah, basically. Like, that's, actually basically. How, that's actually how you work pubs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. All right. All right. Next social scenario and final social scenario. All right. You're in a queue at a shop. Since it's coronavirus, you leave a 1.5 meter gap between you and the person in front of you. However, somebody slides into that gap and pushes in front of you. Do you say something? Let them get away with it? Get violent? What do you do? Oh, I think in, in that sort of situation, unless there was sort of an obvious like lack of clarity about yeah. the queue i'd probably say something like oh i think the back of the queue's over there yeah that's actually a nice way to just oh i think the, the I, I tend yeah. to be nice in social scenarios yeah i i but i but, but i i like the mentality for me is straight away just like hey hey motherfucker get to the back I don't know who's the, like. Are, are people really that dumb that yeah, they they could just slide in there like you know, Look, not I expecting? Think, I think some people are opportunistic. Yeah. I think some people are like, oh well, 
they, 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 they won't. Like, it'll be too awkward for them to mention something. I'll, I'll, I'll just try. What kind of a sick bastard would do something like that? Like, who even thinks to push in? Well, it's look, horrible. I mean, I, I think... From my point of view, if I were ever going to be the pusher, I would try and clarify. Like, if you're unclear as to where the queue is, yeah. you ask. Yeah. You say, you ask them, hey, is this the back of the queue? Do, yeah. do you know what, what the sitch is here? But also, I mean, I'm English. So in England, we know how to queue a bit better than the Aussies. Right, yeah. And I think that's also an important social point. Oh, and the thing is, like, yeah, you're right. People don't know how to queue. And people not fill in the gap as well like now we've got the gaps but then it's when the people are just the the line starts moving and the person in front of you isn't moving and you're like ah like fill the gap someone's gonna get in there someone's gonna get in there move up move Wait, up, move up. Ha- have you had a situation where you've been in an ineffective queue since coronavirus Effective? No, I think, ineffective. Oh, ineffective. No, they're, they're much more effective now. Well, but also often they put up like side barriers and things. Like when we were yeah. going to get into Kmart, I mean, they yeah. had almost, it was like an airport style, yeah. like snaky snake. Yeah. So it, w- it was almost impossible to jump into the queue. Yeah. Which is which is good in, in that you, you don't have that pushing in. It's way more structured. Bad in that once you're in that queue, you can't get out. Oh, yeah. Like it, You've got to commit to it You had to commit to the queue. Yeah, there's been a couple of queues that I, I've, I've gotten in and usually I'd be like, you know, because I don't want to zip in and out. I don't want to wait in a queue. And they'll be like, like I'd be like, ah, I'm not going to bother. And they're like, looking back, there's someone behind me. Whoa, yeah. there is absolutely oh, no look, way out the, of this. The worst part of this is, of course, the airport queue when you're in the airport snaky snake. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, 20 meters deep and 50 yeah. meters long and and then all of a sudden you're either you're running late for your flight and yeah. the attendant comes by and is like hey, can anyone on a virgin flight uh, 2259 down to melbourne uh, please step out of the queue and proceed to the fast check-in because then of course like firstly everyone stares at you the moment you put up your hand you're like yep that's me i'm running a bit late <laughs> and secondly you actually how have to you... extract yourself from that queue and how do you with do it? your you... bag yes you have to like crawl under the thingy like I, i've been known to crawl i've been yeah. known to sort of like breathe in and uh... sort of just move past people apologizing profusely yeah but then of course like when when you're not that one person, you do the glare as well. Like you look at them and you're like, oh well, oh, yeah. clearly they haven't left enough time. I, mean, yeah, I would exactly. always leave enough time to get to I my know. flight on time. It's natural instinct to uh, to to judge people, even yeah, though we would really do the, we would do the exact same thing. <laughs> but then I don't know. Then then you're in the fast check-in lane. Mm. Once you've extracted yourself from the large snake, yeah. Behind the people checking in, like four children's car seats and three prams. Yeah. Like, you can't win. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't miss the airport experience, I have to say. And I do wonder what the airport experience might might be improved to in the future. Yeah. I'll tell you I'll tell you a cue that I've not joined one since coronavirus, but it was a horrible cue. The ATM. The ATM because people... When was the last time you used an ATM? Oh, it's been a while. I don't even know what physical money looks like oh, anymore. I know. I know. But... The, the people leave those huge gaps in that. They will lo- leave like two meter gaps. And it's like, yeah, but now this doesn't look like a queue. Like just, I know people don't uh, like think they're worried that like, oh, they can see my pin number or something like that. But man, you don't need look, to leave honestly, those sort I mean, of gaps. Because th- th- it's, are... it's also out on the street as well. So it's not great for queuing. So you've got to tighten it up. Look, I have to say there are certain ATMs I won't use. Right. There, there's one in, Sid- in Sydney Central Station that is like, nah. Why? It might be useful. Well, because it's a very public place. Yeah. And and you just don't want someone to be standing there suddenly looking over your shoulder. I don't care if they get my looking. pin number. you got to get my card as well. Yeah, I'll wave it in their face, be like, yeah, come and get it. Keep well, away, maybe keep away. Maybe that's part of just being a woman and feeling that very slightly vulnerable yeah. in, in those situations. But no, I wouldn't I wouldn't use a, like an incredibly public, like, 
that sort of an ATM. I would tend to find an ATM that's like a bit more, a bit more sort of private. You've got the little mirror. Do you use the little, the little mirror? Yeah, I do, yeah. but it's, it's... I like the mirror. Just, you know, just for checking out who's behind me, having a look, having a judge. It's yeah, not that oh, I'm worried yeah. about them. Right, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, uh, no, I, th I think I think the ATM queue, like I, I like that bit of distance. I try and maintain the distance. And I've nah. never had anyone slip in front of me uh, it's in a an ATM queue. Fucking nightmare. I hate it. I cannot stand it. It's the worst. It's if I see one of those weird shattered queues at an ATM, I'll go home. I won't join that queue. Really? Oh, it's way too way, way too messy. Because it's also almost like you're like, is is this a queue or are you just standing around? I've got no clue. <laughs> yes, it, it, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you wonder, pe people waiting for an ATM always look slightly shifty though. <laughs> they do, don't they? Like, they? Why is that? Is well, it because everyone's nervous uh, that someone's going to nick the money? I don't know. I mean, I, I think also maybe you don't want to be judged for how much money you're taking out. Oh, well, I mean... Judge me, please, please, please judge me if you think if you think I've got some money, or if you're just like, ah, dude's only getting a twenty. What a loser! Yeah, well, That's all he's got. Yeah. I no, saw, no I me. saw your account balance flash up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Get a job, you bum. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna wrap this episode up. Thanks for listening. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and most other podcast apps. Hit us up on Twitter at dead to me Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, and our email is dead to me Podcast at gmail.com. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Naomi. Uh, have you needed to go to the bathroom at any point in this? I mean, it's great because you know that this is the first time where a podcast has been happening, and you don't have to worry that the co-host will burst in on you. Yes, but I, I mean, I suppose I, I am a little worried that, I, that that this might be my final guest appearance on the podcast due to not passing the actual podcast audition rather than the bathroom audition. And then you might have to go even further down the, the list of potential people and actually scrape the bottom of the barrel, which involves asking Stanley the cat to join on the podcast. Oh, you never know. You never know. He's, he's, he's due for an appearance. Yeah, well, <laughs> you never know. I mean, he could have a bathroom experience while we're at it as well. All right. Well, thanks, Naomi. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.